0: One Great Conversation, a place where we strive to become whole and complete personally and professionally by bringing great minds together and giving you, the listener, the authentic conversation you crave. One great guest at a time. Welcome back to One Great Conversation. If you're new here, it's great to have you join us. If you're a returning listener, we are so grateful for your support. Our latest guest was one that definitely shared a lot of wisdom with me. I'm quite inclined to lean into non-Western ways of being and healing. Of course, it has its place and saved me when the birth of my son took a turn. However, that intuitive piece that comes from Eastern practices and roots is what we lean into here at One Great Conversation and also at Lux's Greats. Sean at Third Eye Energy and Sound Healing was a guest I connected with the moment she walked into the studio, and the conversation was eye-opening with the depth of her practices and how much love, energy, and learning goes into it. For the ones that love this kind of stuff, you are in for a treat. Those of you out there who might be skeptical, I invite with open arms to listen in. We are all more connected than we realize. Enjoy. Thank you so much for coming on, Sean. It was a really cool way to find you as a guest through Mark mm-hmm. um, from Tiling Connect. He mentioned um, all the cool things that you do <laughs> in the space of Third Eye Healing. So it was a cool way to find you. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. My, yeah, my pleasure. I would love to know, how did you get into Reiki and sound healing and all that sort of stuff? What was your path to getting to where you are?
1: Um, it's it's a lot longer path than what I thought it would could, was going to be. I've been in music and singing since I was 10. Wow. So sound has always been important. but um, I, I would have to say on a spiritual side, sort of finding what your modalities are that you want to engage in is actually quite hard at the beginning because there's so many yeah. um, and I, I was very, very curious. So uh, I started by doing a metaphysics certificate, which kind oh. of, <laughs> 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 it's, a, it's a little sampler of everything within that sort of spiritual realm, like everything from tea leaf reading to, you know, runes and and reiki and sound and crystals and all of those things. So finding, um, finding things that really kind of speak to you is easy when you're going through so many different ones, things start to either resonate or make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, through that, I realized that Reiki was a big thing for me and I was already Mm -hmm. meditating a lot, Mm -hmm. a lot. Then I started finding that chanting with different tones and notes would actually give me a physical sensation in different parts of my body. So I looked more and more into that. And that is something that aligns with chakras. Yes. Which is something that you work with. Through Reiki. Uh, so all of those sort of things come together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's so that's how I kind of started. And then I realized what the power behind that was and yeah. how you can actually move into, into a healing space with that.
0: Mm. That's so cool. So I never even realized that there's a you know, course that you can do on metaphysics and look into all yeah. those different things. That's yeah, really interesting. Yeah, it's very cool. Awesome. And focusing more on sound healing, uh, how is it Facilitated, and what are sort of the common responses that you get showing up with your clients? That's a really good question because it's so varied
1: um, and it does depend on whether you're uh, doing sort of one-on-one work Mm -hmm. or working with a group and doing like a sound bath or or something like that. Um, I do sometimes get couples that want to be in a session together Mm -hmm. um, and that's actually when you're working on energy with a specific person – maybe they've got a very specific ailment or concern, mm-hmm. it's not going to wash for two people. Mm. So it's a very tailored sort of service when you're trying to focus on something specific, whereas the benefits of a sound bath or group therapy, that sort of way, uh, it's it's twofold. You're working with a generalisation mm-hmm. of energy and raising a vibration that way. Yep, okay. So you're trying to do that on a larger scale Mm -hmm. uh, and it's very powerful because when you have um, a number of people that are wanting to do that, it works really, really well Mm -hmm. and it's physically very uplifting and very... For me, I have a very physical response to sound anyway. So for individuals, when it's a a very private session, the responses can be very different anywhere from crying... All the way through to like, wow, I saw this or um I felt this and when when you did that here I could see this or, you know, it just depends on the person. But it could be it depends on what their um what their sense, what their main senses are that they tap into. So um there are clairs, which are the different type of of senses that we as you know, know, humans in in this body will associate with most. So Some people hear things, some people see things, some people feel, you know, um, some people
0: smell things.
1: So all of those experiences are unique to that person and what it will bring.
0: So So interesting. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we could talk about this for so long, (laughs) just on this one question. (laughs) Um, So are there a lot of different reasons that clients would come to you for sound healing or Reiki? Like how do you choose which one might be right for the client? Because I do love giving a contrast with Western medicine Mm -hmm. um, and that there are different ways that we can go about doing things for our bodies and, you know, our intuition. Definitely. I've had everything. uh, There's a lot of trauma. People generally
1: come into the Reiki space if they have heard the word Reiki a few times Mm -hmm. or it's been recommended to them. Maybe I'll go and check that out now. I think a lot of people, um, unless they know what Reiki is or have had it done... Are like what? What is that? Mm-mm. You know. Um, so yeah, people do come when it's energetically aligned with what they need, uh, but it it there there usually is a bit of trauma or disease mm-hmm. in yeah in, within their you know they can feel I feel really stuck. They use very physical words as well, or I I feel I, feel, I can't think clearly, I can't see clearly, mm. or you know I don't feel connected. So that they use these words that really describe a blockage or you know, something isn't feeling right Mm -hmm. to them. And they know, they know that it's not feeling right. So, but it could be they're going through a really, really difficult uh, situation at work, which is a really challenging space for where you spend eight hours of your day. (laughs) If something's not right there, it's a really long time to try and, you know, work through it and Mm -hmm. you're relieved when you get home. So Mm -hmm. it could be relationships. It could be any any part of their life, Mm -hmm. you know, so... I think there's a range of reasons people will come to, but it's usually something really difficult, something stuck, or something traumatic.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. And And
1: regular clients, they come because they're like they like to stay in tune. (laughs) Yeah, of course, of (laughs) course. Yeah.
0: Um, Have you ever like digging a bit more in that question? Have you ever had someone come in and then? they've wanted one thing, but you've sort of gone, oh, you might be better with this. All the time. All the time, (laughs) yeah. Um, But
1: I'll never take something away from someone who really does feel that they need it. Yeah. But I do add in things all the time. That's probably the benefit of working with multiple modalities. So I do work with some crystals. I do work with sound, Reiki, all those sorts of things. Um, I do have some intuitive information as well that comes through every now and then, not for everyone. But, yeah, being able to sort of – have that conversation beforehand about if they wanted to target something specific. And I have people that come in and just go, no, I just want a Reiki session. That's all they want. And they'll just take everything that comes with it. Mm. Uh, And that allows me to ask, can I do this? Would you like to hear this sound? How does this resonate with you? What do you want to achieve when you walk out? Or they'll just, you know, cruise through their session. And they'll tell me what they do and don't like.
0: Yeah, Mm. yeah, that's really cool. Mm following your passion and turning it into something bigger can you share your experience so far uh, i think it will help inspire people who might you know fear judgment or they're worried about trying you know going down that path how how can you sort of help people with that
1: um actually um it's actually Mark who, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: who
1: just he tagged me in something the other day i think it was on linkedin and it said if you if you don't try something you've got 100 percent failure rate really. Yeah, that's like, true. You're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. Um, I do have another business and that um, went through th- the times of COVID when mm-hmm. it was in development. So it doesn't mean that it's easy. It's certainly not. Mm-hmm. Um, and that business has been re- relocated mm-hmm. uh, multiple times and third eye I wasn't afraid to do, that, do it this time because I've already been through, you know, some of the trials and tribulations of having sure. a, a small business and moving it. Um, my advice is just do a business plan because – and you can go all in. Have a think about what it is that you want to walk out with at a certain time period. Intention setting is really, really important for me. Yeah. Um, every year I write down goals and I can't tell you – it astounds me every year I go back and look at them – how many of them I've accomplished without even having to revisit. I love And that. you should revisit your goals. I yes. You
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> but
1: they're always, when you set intentions, it really is a deep sea yes. that you're setting. Yes. Uh, and it it will let you, and a business plan is the same. This is what I want mm-hmm. to achieve. This is what I want it, want it to look like. I think a business model is really important too. Be really true to yourself yeah. about what you want that to look like now, in a year, in five years those sorts of things how big do you want to go do you want to have a team do you you know businesses is, is like that but it will it will follow your direction that you push it in so yep. as long as you have a plan yes. and revisit <laughs> that plan and restructure it as you go yeah you can't i honestly failure is not really you just change things as you right. go if you go yeah. this isn't working let's have a look at what we could do here always look for opportunities and if you revisit your goals you get to see those opportunities and identify them and, and invest in that absolutely but just start start yeah. that's all you need to do <laughs> yeah. once you once you start you're halfway there because the intention yeah. intentions always strong Absolutely. Mm. absolutely yeah,
0: yeah yeah that's huge and yeah through what you said i've a lot of things are coming up for me recently with Aaron Booth from the Titans we recorded an episode and he basically said the same thing with you know Things not working out the way that they work out, seeing the opportunity in that, and yeah, going from there, seeing it as as a pathway to go down for new opportunities is such a big thing. Definitely, yeah, definitely.
1: And it's yeah, I think initially Third Eye was born of definitely Reiki, but then more and more sound was incorporated. Yeah, so more, yeah, more and more and more. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, yeah, now now it's group sound baths and things like that too. It's not just you know. Um, a one-on-one exercise. Yeah, I love mm. that you're
0: open to that too. I love that you see the opportunity for things to grow and change and not being too attached to how it first shows up, I guess.
1: Yeah, sure. Like, well, the only sort of guarantee is change, right? It's it's, it's the <laughs> only thing it. that's ever going to keep happening. Yeah. But also I think surrounding yourself with the right people. Yeah. Um, I have some amazing, uh, you know, Positive influences in that space and in my so life. Good. Um, so, looking for those people as well and surrounding yourself with those people is really powerful.
0: Mm. Love that. Yeah, you make a very good point there. Listener questions. Um, this is a new little segment that we've got where I reach out to the listeners that we do have and just see what they would like me to ask my guests mm-hmm. that I have on. So, I've actually got quite a few for you. Okay. <laughs> <which is> awesome. <laughs> And starting from the top, can the type of music we listen to and the tone that people speak to us affect our emotions? If so, how?
1: A hundred percent. Just imagine your parents scolding you when you're a child. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a local coffee shop actually where um, I go and get some fantastic coffee and the guy there, he, he says my name, it's an oddly spelled name, but he says my name with such um, I don't know. It's just a tone. He says sounds like my dad. And oh, every time he does it, I'm like, oh, you know, like I'm in and trouble. And you still go, back. <laughs> <laughs> still go back. He's lovely. Absolutely lovely. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely tone, mm. how people speak to us evokes an, an emotional response, which is why things like meditation and music always make us feel something, mm. you know, that is a really and why meditation people talk like this. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they're not really high pitched. <laughs> <laughs> you know really high fetch choices because it's not relaxing tone is is everything and mm. people will always remember how you make them feel so how you speak to someone and the words you choose carry their own vibration as mm. well music 100 percent. we all have songs that um you know this is a song that always makes me feel good yeah um do you have your go-to list alma I do. You do. I do. Yes, actually.
0: Yep. yep, and there's certain yeah, if I'm in a certain mood, I'll put on different types of music that are in that mood like Pump Me Up Music or Focus or Wind Down. Yeah, there's mm. there's a few go to's that I have, yeah. Hundred percent. I mean I have favorite YouTube clips too. Mm. <laughs> like, well, I do have favorite YouTube my probably my favorite YouTube one and it is on Spotify as well, but like that chill lo fi study music yep. type thing. The that's background like, focus. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. It's yes. like three, four hours or l- some of them are even live loops. So yeah. they don't ever stop, which is kinda nice. It doesn't you don't break don't your focus to have to change. Look, the whole point behind sound is that
1: there's a few different sort of levels here to to scrape through. But the whole point of sound is that it is able to scientifically change our brainwaves. That's the whole Mm. point. Mm. And that's why you can evoke an emotion or a response From the way someone talks to you, Mm -hmm. a tone that you're familiar with from another time. Sure. um, A song that just always manages to get you out of a bad mood. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or a song that makes you cry. Yes. You know, the right chords can make you cry. Sound is very, very powerful. And the whole point of sound healing is that you're changing that frequency that you're listening to to change your mood. And there are lots of other layers to that too, but that's just the beginning. And that's why sound healing is so powerful because it's playing with brainwaves, changing your emotion, changing your mental state, and allows you to move into a place where you are not stressed. Yeah. So or can move you to a place where you're not stressed. So that's why it has to be the right tone as well, right? Yeah. So, for example... um, major surgery. Mm. The reason that you're put on painkillers and quite strong painkillers is because after invasive things in the 3D body, yes. the res- body's response to pain is quite extreme and the chemicals that are produced are things like cortisol and, yeah. and just really, really um, responses that are not going to be able to uh, allow the body to heal because it's in a flight stage or a mm. fight stage. So what that medication is, or the painkiller's job is to do, is to turn that receptor off so the body thinks that it is in a calmer place and it can heal. That's literally the chemical job of the painkiller. Sound does the same thing by altering your state of consciousness or where you think you are Mm -hmm. pain-wise, or trauma-wise, any of those issues that you're trying to tackle. So it moves your brain into a state where healing can occur. And that's probably as scientific as I can make it with a real life example. And yeah, yeah, so uh, sound healing is based around that theory of changing that frequency, um, your mental state, so that you're allowing yourself to be relaxed and open to different types of healing. Yeah.
0: Love that. Yeah, that's super, super interesting. And wow, each question that I ask, I feel like we could do a whole episode <laughs> on that one specific question so thank you so much for giving so much to each answer i really appreciate it yeah, uh so we did touch a little bit on this one uh-huh. and i think a couple the other one as well but we can sort of you can answer it differently each time so sure. um does sound healing have the same effect in person as it does if you stream healing music or playlists at home in the car etc hundred percent i think um probably the best part about sound
1: is yes an in-person experience is different to an online experience or a digital experience Mm but all of those things still carry a frequency and have the ability to change how you're feeling um you know we were talking about the group environment before where come together everyone's got the intention of like really being uplifted and having having their energy moved, is very different to someone who's coming in as wanting someone to hold space for them and really work with what they need Mm. um, and maybe identify things that they didn't think that they needed. I think that when it comes to sort of group experiences and online experiences, kind of like meditation, the more regularly you do something, the more easily you'll tap into being in a state. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, then matter if you're in person or sure. listening to it on Spotify. Yeah. The intention that you have is to move your mental state into that space. So practice. Yeah. It's just like anything. Practice makes, you know, not perfect, but makes, Almost. It, makes yeah. it better. It makes it better. Yeah. So yeah, it cool. is, it's a regularity thing. And I think um, regardless of the modality, sticking with something that you know is making you feel good mm. or higher vibrational or just you know you come out feeling happier yes is going to be is going to be good for you
0: yeah 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 that's thank you for and there's so
1: it. much out there so it's that's probably the confusing <laughs> yeah. thing is trying out different things yeah. you can do look up some um some gong bath sounds some zen gong baths and some um just some tibetan chanting or Spa, spa music. I mean, it could be anything. Spa music's quite nice. Yeah, it, it <laughs> is. It is. And you'll <laughs> yeah. find that most of the spa music is always played in like one of two tones as a bass line and yeah. that's usually heart sharp. Ah, so okay, yeah. A so of,
0: there's a couple of tricks there. Methods always, behind it, yeah, yeah for 100%, sure. 100%, yeah. Um, interesting you say that Tibetan um, chanting and music, my mum, she looks after my son at home. So she's, um, she full-time looks after him. He doesn't go into childcare at the moment. Yeah. And she's found that he loves to sleep to sound healing and like Tibetan, um, music. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Loves it.
1: (laughs) Kids are amazing too. Like they just haven't,
0: they haven't got all those blocks yet. Right.
1: (laughs) They haven't been taught anything yet. They don't know any different, you know, we sort of come into this world sort of pretty much unscathed with any yeah. other impression and children are really connected and they're just really open. And I think that, so open. that's, yeah. Yeah, 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 something like that is really, really interesting. So I hope to keep mm. it that way for him. Yes. Yeah. As much as I can.
0: Yeah. Yes. What are the signs that therapy is working? Can you feel it straight away? That depends
1: on the person, I think. Um, and there's a lot of different therapies. So I think that especially if you don't find something aligns with you, um, I yeah, I, I personally have had Reiki experiences previously where I didn't feel like anything happened mm-hmm. years ago, but it was probably because I wasn't really open to what was going on. Uh, and that yeah. is, that's always going to be a blocker saying, yeah. fix it. I was at a stage when I first went and had Reiki, where I was in so much pain, I was desperate. And that air of desperation or fear, anything like that is very low vibrational, (laughs) very low vibe. Yeah. So um, it's very hard to align and be open when you're in, you know, Mm -hmm. you're protecting yourself Mm -hmm. from anything and everything. Sure. So you're not open. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Um, I think that when you for me, again, it's different for everyone, right? Yeah. For me, it's a very physical sensation experience. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, it's a physical sensation for me. I don't see a lot of imagery and things like that other than when I'm having Reiki. Yeah. So that's that's another thing for me as well. Everyone's experience is different. Um, with a with traditional Reiki session, people will or may not feel anything within the session over the next 3 days however it. it becomes very very different maybe their sleep is completely relaxed and they're sleeping all mm. the way through the night maybe they're just feeling really elated everything is moving everything's kind of the universe is aligning and this went right and that went right yeah. and like all of cool. that everything starts to flow a little bit better um it all depends on the person for me it's a, it's an immediate physical experience yeah. and a lot of my clients have that straight away sound is a very uh that's reiki sound is a very something you can feel mm. in different parts of your body straight away. So mm. I think that that could be probably a bit more of a, a different sensation for sure, people. Sure.
0: Mm. We've spoken about this before as well. Um, but you can, as I said, answer it a bit differently if you want. Um, so individual sessions and group sessions, what are the pros and cons I guess that you've seen through your experience of leading those?
1: Yeah. Um, Talking about group sessions a little bit more, it's very nice when people come into um, into a group session and they all have the same intention, but that's not always the case. Some people are coming there for the first time and it can be really overwhelming. Mm. Um, sound is when it's not designed for you, it doesn't always evoke the right that's it. the right reaction. Um, so I have a little sample there as well. We'll yeah, go through yeah, later. Cool. But when you hear a certain tone, you'll have a different emotive reaction to it. So a one size fits all approach really has to be done with care and really gently. And Mm. you need to read the room Mm. because if people, whenever I have a sound healing, you know, sound bath, I'll always ask people if something doesn't feel right, just to put their hand up, just so I know to move away from that. And it's not aligning with someone in the group. Mm -hmm. Um, there's plenty of other tones to play. Um, but yeah, it can be It's usually a pleasant experience, but you really do need to, the practitioner needs to be aware of what's going on in the room and how to negate those sorts of things because it's not, everyone's in a different space. Yeah, Mm.
0: definitely. Yeah, and I love that you mentioned that the practitioner, you know, is asking permission and checking in with um, to make sure everything's flowing nicely. I am currently in hypnotherapy sessions, just individual And, yeah, the lady that does it for me, she always checks in with me, you know, uh, when you're ready, put your hand up. When you've, you know, when you've done that, put your hand up. Um, Is that agreeing with you? Does that sound true? That sort of stuff. And it feels safe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It it, it is about creating an environment that is, it's supposed to be enjoyable. It's supposed to be something that you would, that you never want to end and you're allowed to, you feel safe enough to Mm. move into a space of, of freedom, where you can explore all of yeah. those different emotions and feelings without any judgment whatsoever, that's and it. It, it is important for the practitioner to mm-hmm. yeah be in touch with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there shouldn't be big big groups either. There's that's a lot of energy in one space. True, you know? true, good and a lot consider. of energy moving around. So uh, I think the boutique, like the smaller sort of eight to ten people, maybe okay. even up to twenty, sure. is good. Um, and I think that comes down to also how you set the intention with everyone in the room before you start making sure that everyone's kind of in a good space and Mm.
0: yeah. Good things to consider for sure. Mm. Is there evidence of benefit of sound therapy uh, for people with chronic pain? Yeah. Um, So so, as
1: I was mentioning before, when you actually use sound, it's designed to alter brain waves Mm -hmm. and...
0: Yeah, you're saying that with the pain pain relief. Yeah, yeah with pain
1: relief and things like that, which is why uh, I think it's it's actually quite cool that a lot of GPs and even a lot of other you know sort of more in depth therapies like psychology and psychiatry these days are leaning on um, mindfulness and those sorts of practices mm-hmm. because they really do work and it's something you can have anytime. It's available to you, but it does take practice, and That's especially it. if you're not. I know as a child that I wasn't shown those things, talked I was really lucky. I was my dad's kind of like on that side of the of the spiritual okay, fence. Cool. He's a spiritual dude. So he would, <laughs> you know, he would talk about um, you know, being connected to nature and all those sorts of things. But a lot of especially this day and age, we're in a tech heavy world where things are um, so true. simulated for us. Mm. It's not necessarily genuine. So we need to be able to connect with ourselves and do that simulation within ourselves mm. rather than relying on an external source to feed that. There are great tools out there that you can use, but um, I really think that there's, there's more to, you know, teaching kids to meditate and having that time within themselves, you know, mm. because it's kind of, it's, it gets lost a, a little bit, I think with, you know, that sort of, Yeah in this day and age, it's very different. There's a lot more distraction.
0: Yeah. Mm. Gosh, there really, really is. And it's hard to tune out sometimes. Like you you could put ad blockers on or you can, like I choose to not watch regular TV. Like we don't have the aerial connected. Same. And we actually cancelled Netflix. Can't, like we don't have any subscriptions. And when we choose to watch something. Uh, it's intentional. It's intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So that's, but then you go out into the world and you're like, oh, there's billboards. Oh, there's. This and that. And I also choose to not listen to the radio. I do listen to Spotify. So I'm, I'm like if I can have control over at least some things.
1: <laughs> there is. Yeah. But you can choose what you do and don't engage with. A really good friend of mine in Melbourne has been not connected with the digital world that way, doesn't actually have any social media accounts other than LinkedIn. Sure. And he's 10 years younger than me. No way. Way. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, this is what I was talking about with, um, you know, surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Yeah. Hasn't had, a, doesn't own a television, doesn't. Huge. And has a little girl now, is married with a little girl. Yeah. But that's their lifestyle and they've chosen to infuse their entire life with more real connection and real experiences for their family. But he, he decided on that well before I met him as well. So he's been living that lifestyle for a long time. More and more people are not rejecting, just not accepting yeah. um, mainstream media for lots of different reasons um, and I think that it's all kind of leading towards a higher frequency, I think a so higher too. consciousness. Mm. Everyone is recognising what is good for them, yeah. remembering Oh, we do have these skills within us that we just haven't used, but they're actually so easy to tap into once you start. Yeah. You know, so they're just under the surface mm. and they're so natural. Just that waiting for we you to pick up on it. hundred percent. Mm. So it is, it is a, there's a lot of it happening globally, you know, not just, but yeah, every second person that I get to talk to now is like, oh, just don't. You know, don't have that anymore, or yeah, you know, we turn that off, or we don't have this, and, and yes. you're like,
0: yes, <laughs> this um, is great news for the world. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good yeah.
1: when people um invest in back in who they are and yeah. what that connection is. You know, because sure. it, it is very lost for some people.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah, I've yeah, I've come across a few, and you know, they they think it's crazy that you choose to do this or don't choose to do that, or mm. and you're like, okay but this is my life and I get yeah. to I get to choose 100%. So mm. mm-hmm. I actually got one more question yeah. um that came in after I sent you the agenda. Mm-hmm. Um so how can leaders and HR professionals create an environment so this is within the workspace that fosters well-being and mindfulness among employ- employees and for that to get integrated effectively?
1: Big question. There is there are actually a lot of different ways, and you don't have to be a really large employer to incorporate them into uh, into your business. Uh, Giving people um, a the ability to, I've I've worked for a number of organisations now that have. Uh, Instead of having sick days, they have wellness days and they're exactly the same number of days and how you use them is entirely up to you. Lifesaver during COVID. Mm. And there are some organisations out there doing this really, really well. Allowing people to, if you need that day, wellness and mental wellness is just as important as if you get a cold. Yeah. Or you need to go and do something. Having those, like the ability to use that day to... Just life admin, or sleep in, or just get it together, because work's intense. It's intense sometimes, you know. These days, if you mm. work full time, you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely, and um, it doesn't it, it doesn't matter what industry mm. now either. Everyone is feeling the pressure. Yeah, and you can just see it just just in the distance. Is a four day work week, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just there. It's just there. And I've been lucky. I've had that in a number of my roles now. Cool. Four day work week. Balance is super important. Productivity doesn't go away. So just having a real look about looking after your people because that will make them want to work more for you, That's make it. them want to stay. They stay more loyal and it's hard to find loyal employees these days. Everyone jumps jobs. Yeah. Um, I think the average has gone from seven years to 18 months or two years now.
0: That's insane. It, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very different. Yeah.
1: Um. A couple of my workplaces have had before hours, so, but made a space mm-hmm. available inside of their workspace where I've actually done a sound bath or a meditation and things like that. Just how, it's just available to them to walk in. So beautiful. and have that before they start their day. It's yeah. a great way to start the day and just gives them access to something maybe outside of the family life and dropping the kids That's off and all that it. sort of rush before they get to work, it gives them that little bit of just a moment. And it's yeah. like 15, 20 minutes long. It's not long. Not long. And it doesn't cut into their work time. That's it. You know? Yeah. There's And there's always really important, there are lots of EAP services and free services for counselling and being able to let your people know that that is available to them all of the time mm. because mental health is in a place it's never been before right now. So, but those services really are there and there are some very, very good ones that are mm. just make them available to your people. Yeah. Make it as part of their onboarding, knowing that it's, that it's. There yeah. For yeah.
0: Yeah. Good point. Yeah. And it's actually really nice to know. Um, like when I think about the things that we do here, um, we've got EAP. Uh, we recently started with a yoga instructor, uh, once a month, Amazing. Uh, before work, uh, you know, to start off the day with intention, the Living Great Program. Um, So we've got a little bit of an allowance there for team members to be their best self. So, um, you know, Tim, our CEO, he said that he didn't want money getting in the way because usually that is what happens. It's expensive. Quite often people do put themselves last. Um, They feel selfish. So they, you know, put themselves last and Mm -hmm. I'm one of them. There's lots of things I wouldn't have done if it wasn't for that allowance. So that's been really good. And most recently, the learning and development allowance on top of that. So being your best self, you know, professionally, that as well. So Mm. it's good to know that we're on the right track with that. Yeah, Anyone that's
1: doing anything for their people like that is doing it right, because you can't really do that stuff wrong. Whatever you can do, um, just listening, being open to listening to what your people are saying, or even asking them,
0: yeah and sometimes for ideas they're afraid come to ask
1: right yeah. yeah yeah afraid to ask put up a suggestion box if, if you know if, you, if they're really shy but yeah. um breeding that open culture where you can actually talk about what is going to what's going to work for your team because different industries that's it call for different things that's awesome like mm-hmm. having those so many different channels that you're going through to make that available is incredible yeah it's really good thank
0: you Mm. So at Lux is greats. Uh, we have a focus on being whole and complete, personally and professionally. Mm. And actually, the goal of this podcast uh, is to raise others around us to do the same, so that we can all do better business together. Mm. So, how do you feel that that aligns with your practices? Does any of that sort of resonate for you at Third Eye Energy and Sound Healing?
1: Yeah, um, I wanted to go back to that first part because I think that being able to firstly the podcast, the podcast is incredible because what you're actually doing is opening this up to people that need to hear these different stories so that they can associate with something, relate to something and go, oh, and pick something out of, you know, Mm. whatever that the content is that they can use. Mm. It's making it usable content. Mm -hmm. So anything that puts, and I do listen to the podcast, anything that puts that kind of quality information out there, is only ever going to do good. So I find Thank that as, as a business, <laughs> I think it's an amazing alignment because what you're doing is making it available to your people, making it a core value that That's these it. are that this is what you live. Mm-hmm. Um, so putting it right out there and then living it. So backing it up. You know, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. all well and good to say these are our core values and la 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 la, or a, you know, mission statement or whatever, but something that you're actively doing and contributing to a community. That is, that's living it. So uh, that aligns with what I do at Third Eye because the whole point is Reiki is a gift and it's designed for being able to share. That's That's the whole point. Yeah. And it is about, healing is always about giving someone an opportunity, a safe space to, to have that balance. And Mm. Luxus is doing that too. So it's, yeah, it's very,
0: very in line. Oh, thank you. It was really nice of you to say all that you said about the podcast. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I like to have different types of people on here that align with, yeah, what we're trying to do in the wider community and that giving back and sharing all the things that we've learned, not holding them away from people, but sharing so that we can all grow and lift each other up. And it's it's beyond just the product. Yeah. So that we sell linear drains, but yeah, who who are we being while we're doing that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, mm. It doesn't matter what you do in life; it's That's how you it. do it. That's it. Mm. So I'm before we go to the last question to close out the episode, I'm super interested about these um, devices that you brought.
1: Well, I think it lines. It, it actually lines up with your last question too. So, okay. Um, okay. I brought these. These here are. Koshy chimes. And I use these um, usually at the end of a sound healing. Usually during a sound healing session, whether it's in like in a group or, a p- mm-hmm. or personal, we drop people into a meditation first so that they feel safe and in a space yes. where they can experience whatever they're going to experience. And this helps bring them out. Mm-hmm. Before we start the session, I'll always play these for whoever the client or clients are yeah. to see – What they like, and you're going to hear how different they are. I'm excited, but I think ask your question because I
0: I think it is in line with that. Okay, (laughs) cool, cool. Um, So, last question: What is one key thing you'd like people to try after listening to your episode? Any little routine, practice, or mantra? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Let me prepare something. Hundred percent,
1: (laughs) hundred percent. When I read that, I was like, oh, okay, this this could be a, a good way of of an example of how powerful sound is. Love that. So Koshi Chimes, these are all in a different tone. Mm-hmm. Some Two are in minor and two are in a major tone. Yep. So uh, we could talk for ages about these, but what you could do at the end of this podcast, I'm going to play these for your listeners and you. Love this. And just see where you feel something okay. and what that emotion is. Yep. Every sound will evoke an emotion mm-hmm. or a feeling within the body mm-hmm. or even a memory. So – and. Cool. It, it could be a positive or a negative memory. Yeah. So that's there's four of them here, which is why I'll play them all. But have a think about your favourite song and whenever you think that you're not somewhere where you want to be emotionally,
0: mm-hmm.
1: have it in a playlist that makes that you know will completely change how your day is. Cool,
0: cool. All right? I like that. Okay.
1: So here's the first
0: one. Should I keep my eyes open, close? What do you think? Close them. Close. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you can tell me how you feel about this. Sounds good.
1: That's the first one.
0: Ah, oh, the <laughs> first two definitely made me so emotional. Mm. Um, I thought straight back to when I was little and my dad's since passed on, but it reminded me of my dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Just reminded me of being a kid. Yeah. It was really beautiful. Thank happy you. memory? Yeah. Yeah. I felt happy. Yeah. Oh, and it's, it's tissue. Hang on. <laughs> You've come prepared. I, prepare. I <laughs> bought these this morning, and do you know what's really, what's really funny is I don't normally have them like right there, but I was like, hmm, I'll put these here because the box is really pretty. But then
1: it is really pretty.
0: I thought not too much more about it, but it's actually convenient now that they're right there. It's like Everything maybe my subconscious knew. <laughs> No, thank you so much for that. That was such a unique experience, and when you said that it shows up really uh, physically for you, I like can definitely relate to that. Yeah, yeah, I'm very much an emotional person, and it shows up physically for me too. So, no, mm, that yes. was really beautiful. Thank you.
1: As Mike would say, empaths. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody empaths. <laughs> <Literally that>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, my dude. partner's super
0: logical. So I've, like, over the last <laughs> 11 years, have been teaching him how to be in touch with his emotions. So, mm. yes. How does he feel about that? He should listen to this episode. <laughs> Do you know how many episodes I've uh, mentioned? Oh, my partner would benefit from this. <laughs> You're doing the whether, work. Whether see. he has listened to them or not, we'll see. <laughs> I keep telling him, please be my biggest fan and listen to my episodes. <laughs> like all my things. Shh, shh, shh. Yes, please, please. <laughs> um, thank Aww. you again for bringing those. Thank you for imparting your wisdoms and experience and what a beautiful chat this was.
1: Mm, thank you so much for Thanks, having John. me here. This feels really, really just such a such incredible Incredible few moments just to share with you. i just, yeah, I'm emotional too. <laughs> Aww, thanks,
0: <laughs> Thank you Sean. for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks, Alma. And thanks everyone for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of One Great Conversation, brought to you by Lux's Greats. We hope you gain some valuable insights that you can implement into your personal and professional life. Please share this episode with others who you think may be interested in this topic. If there's something you'd like covered in future episodes, drop us a line in the comment section or send us a message on social media. To stay up to date with new episodes and to help support One Great Conversation, please subscribe or follow us on your favorite streaming platform.